Hey, Aggies. Thank you for tuning in to our episode. Um, this was supposed to be episode two, but we recorded our introdo- in- introduction episode. <laughs> An introdo. A little introdo. Uh, two times, and it's floating around out there, but um, audio was not on point, so... We um, are going to do a little introduction today. Yeah, but if you uh, guys want that lost footage, uh, let us know. Give us a follow. Give us a like. I don't know. Do all of the... Speaking of follow, we have to tell them what our Instagram name is. Oh, I think you should you should lay it oh, on them. I'm I too, should. too bad at it. I should. So follow us on Instagram at overeasy, O-V-A-R-I-E. E-A-S-Y, over easy. Um, and on there, you'll be able to get, like, follow any of the questionnaires that we have, um, give us feedback on our episodes, engage with us before an episode or after an episode. I would really like you guys to know uh, of Yazi's face while she was saying that. There was this look <laughs> of concentration that, I mean, so if you if you want uh, a video of us podcasting, also um, also give us a like. Yeah, it might happen one day. It might happen. We are always looking our finest, ready to be <laughs> taken a video of. We're always looking just looking great, top notch. Um, yeah, so definitely follow along there. Um, we are going to get into a little quick intro since we really botched the last two episodes that we recorded. Um, they were funny though. They were good. It's just the sound. Uh, so I'm going to introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Leia, who are you? What's your name? Where are you who from? Who is me? Um, I am Yazi. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I know Megan through... Taylor, her fiance, which is best friends with my husband. So her husband, my husband. I think the last time I said my partner. Oh, um, I know. Yeah, we were being inclusive the last yeah. time, but this time, this time he's my husband. He's my husband. I'm straight. I am straight. Um, yeah. So I grew up in Milwaukee for my whole life. Um, and man, where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up all over the place. Grew up, sorry, my English. <laughs> it's terrible today. I did too much, too much writing at work. Um, I grew up all over the place. I graduated high school in Texas. Then I moved to Georgia for undergrad. Then I lived in Milwaukee for a bit. Then now I'm in law school in Georgia also. And mm. currently here for the summer, summertime. She is just a working woman. Working woman, yes. Even working. though I make no dollars most of the year. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm working a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I am, like Yazi was saying, I am in a relationship with Taylor. He is my fiancé mm. as of recently. Um, and yeah, we met each other through there i you're friends with taylor also yeah so you're like part of part of his posse yeah the little crew the crew the crew yeah yeah um yeah so megan and i met through the crew uh actually at a wedding which was pretty fun so (laughs) we got to um sing musicals and 
dance our butts off and no one enjoyed our dancing i don't think anyone enjoyed it besides us and that's all that matters that's just how i like to live my life is <laughs> i'm enjoying it if everyone else thinks i'm weird that's fine that's okay i'm gonna have a great time yeah so we really bonded over that and then also just bonding over having commonalities right is that a word yeah i think so i think so all it's right, gonna go be a word it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a word now um and also just like differences though but we always have a plus conversations i feel like that's just me um but i think that we wanted to hear ourselves speak some more and want to bring those conversations to you guys yeah yeah i think yazi and i have conversations that are either <laughs> super deep or it's like these weird as fuck conversations that you're like what the fuck are they talking about no meaning at all it's like no like i one of our we went on a vacation together yeah um and we were talking about like the times that we both look out a car window and mm-hmm. imagine us in being in a movie living yes. our own movie lives i mean i can't tell you how many times like if i'm cooking by myself and like no one's home um i will cook and like pretend i'm on like master chef or like cooking show and like tell like right now i'm sauteing the onions because i just feel like it gives you a little bit more flavor and then i'm also gonna add <laughs> some more garlic like i can't tell you how many times i still do that no yeah shame. i like to narrate everything I do so it's (laughs) especially at work which is so I work at a law firm and as I'm writing patents I will just talk to myself so I've recently as of late I've had to start closing my door because if it's open then people every time they walk down the hallway think I'm talking to them and it's just really awkward yeah and I do a lot of like singing too and I am a teacher sorry I didn't drop that little tidbit but I'm a teacher so it doesn't matter what age group I am teaching, I will break out in song. If I'm getting upset, instead of yelling, I'll try to sing it. And the kids know, they will know, but I'll be like, please just go over and sit down before I lose my mind. (laughs) I think I'm gonna implement this into my own life. Anytime I'm mad at Taylor from now on, I'm just going to sing it. Get out of my face. (laughs) That's going to be great. Also, for all of you who don't know Yazi on a personal level, Yazi has the most beautiful voice I've Mm. ever heard in my entire life. Mm. She's the voice of an angel. Mm. And uh, when we first met, that was one thing that struck me about her. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, a fellow singer in my midst. (laughs) A singer. I know. I uh, So when we met, we had to ride in this minivan and Alec and I were in the back and Taylor and Megan were also in the back, but it's a minivan. So in the other hundred seats that are in there and we were all like, it was a very large minivan. So large. I mean, I didn't realize how roomy minivans are. I get it now when you have like seven children. Oh my God. You know, well, I wouldn't, but (gasps) you know, if someone did. Stressing out. My armpits are sweating. Um, no, so I was able to hear Megan's voice, and I was like, oh, okay. And it wasn't like we were both singing, but I don't think it was like a showdown. It was just like, oh, you got that note. Oh, good job. And then it was like, oh, okay, let's try this one. Like, it was very, um, what's a good word? Uh, we were just rooting for each other in that minivan. I will say there was a slight 
<laughs> competition on my part um because yazi started belting and i was like oh my god she's she's belting we're just singing for fun and this bitch is taking it to a whole new level but i haven't uh held it faster so it's fine. We're fine i am always a belter all right all right um yeah so that's a little bit of a lowdown on um us welcome welcome um yeah so what else do we need to add and introduce ourselves um so i guess just for this podcast we wanted it to be just a space where we could talk about the things that a a lot of people talk about um but some people don't have the opportunity to talk about with their friends or just don't have people in their life to um openly express their feelings about certain topics so we wanted this podcast just to be a safe space where we get to do that we get to do that yeah and i think that like you said there are so many topics that um some people are afraid to talk about with people even when you're close but i don't know how many texts i get where like hey can i ask this like do you think this of me or do you think this about x like how do you feel about this going on and i think that you know it's it's nice to have a space where you can definitely interact with us um and let us know how you're feeling but also where we just kind of like riff on stuff that is impacting us and maybe you can relate to it maybe you can't maybe you found something new or you know understood a new way of thinking about something and that's just really important to us um in this podcast so well speaking of hot topic issues Mm -hmm. uh have you heard about roe v wade or the lack thereof i heard about it um yeah i have i am utterly disappointed and i think i saw you the next day that it happened or two days after um and told you about how I was just feeling so much like angst and anxiety and anger and lack of control like not literally lack of control of my body (laughs) um but like lack of control of like how like helplessness like I really felt helpless um and sad because I have a three-year-old daughter and you know, thinking about what's going to happen and how this is going to affect her life, what's going to happen for other people that I love dearly that are going through things like this, like, or that are not, that should just be able to have an opportunity to go through, like, you know, the decision of it. Um, It's very scary. It's very sad um, and disappointing. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I, well, so I think... so I'm in law school right now so obviously it's it was a hot topic issue for a while and kind of everyone knew that it was gonna happen once the uh, decision was uh leaked right so it's something that I knew was gonna happen for a while but it was I was surprised by how upset it made me when I did find out like the news of it being overturned um just because I feel like I'm a pretty independent woman who I very much value my independence and my uh, rights. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) As you should. As you should. And it did really, I don't know, it just affected me that whole weekend. And I mean, still, it's been like, what, a week since? Yeah. Um, But it's still, it's just, it's made me think a lot about 
what this means. It feels, I don't know if you feel this way, but for me, it feels like I'm just not, like I, I'm kind of helpless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I also feel like, like what you're saying about what it means, like I feel like it's undone. Like there's still things that are worse that might happen. And obviously I don't want to always think like that, but in this situation, I truly do. And um, like as a teacher and we have Clarence Thomas like talking about, you know, um, Brown versus the school board of education. And like, I, I mean, in Milwaukee, we're already pretty segregated and pretty, you know, we already are seeing a lot of that divide of races throughout just where we live because of racism, not because of the people of color living together or anything like that. It is because of redlining and things that we already know were put in place. Um, So, you know, what is this going to look like for our schools? What is it going to look for, like, in if, if that is overturned? Like, all of these things are now racing my mind. Like, you know, people, we already know that people in the LGBTQ community are already impacted by a lot of statewide legislation and laws that have been put in place. So something more going to happen now on a federal level. It's just, it's just sickening. Well, it's, yeah, it is. It's just really sad to think about because Roe v. Wade is precedent for so many privacy issues. Um, Not to mention the the right to marry whoever you want to, the right to have birth control, just all of these rights that we think of as so fundamental. Um, The precedent comes from Roe v. Wade. And thinking that we have this Supreme Court in place that is just basically doing whatever they want to right now. Yeah. And how... No regard. And with with no regard. No backlash. I read somewhere, someone quoted, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who exactly, but they said, um, it feels like people that are trying to fight this are fighting it with a knife and they're coming to a gunfight with a knife. And I feel like that sometimes with politics like in in general like you know we it's a very very blatant divide right now republicans and democrats and so sometimes i feel like democrats are coming to a gunfight with a knife where it's like you know we're not fighting the same fight at this point anymore well yeah taylor and i were talking about this and it it feels like demo or like people on the left are just like oh well if we say our piece then people will listen and it's just in yeah republicans very much are having this plan in place and obviously being executed yeah and they're executing a plan to you know have this supreme court that is on their side and now they're getting all of this stuff done quote unquote right but it's yeah it just feels like (laughs) democrats are just doing nothing yeah it does and um, I talked to you about this, like, where I was just, like, feeling the anger of the commonality of people who were like, let's just vote them out. It's like a lot of states did that. And now we need laws, federal laws put in place to make sure that this stuff does not happen again. Well, and I think... I think it is very important for people to go out and vote. Absolutely. And, and that's, I think, the primary like motivation behind a lot of people going out to protest. Yeah. But it does feel very helpless when the federal government is doing nothing. Right. And I think 
at least for me, I knew this was going to happen because Biden is very much a moderate. And right. I mean, that's really the reason he was elected was because he was a moderate and because people thought he had the best Neil chance. appealed to the swingers. He appealed to the swingers. And yes, I understand that. But it does feel like it's like, oh my gosh, the Supreme Court is doing this, all of the decisions that they've had. I don't know about all of them. That was yeah. a little too crazy. But <laughs> um, the decisions that I've seen have been insane. Yeah. And for a federal government who is who are Democrats to just look at that and say, oh, all of these millions of people are affected, but we're just going to do nothing. We'll and just I think that wait for the voters. Right. And I think that that is the biggest um, problem is 80% of the nation, you know, do not feel as though Roe versus Wade should be. I think it's like 60. Oh, but. 60? I thought, oh. Well, still. Over 50%, over half the of majority. the nation, right? The majority do not feel like this is, you know, something that should be overturned. And yet, again and again, we're seeing that the majority of people in this nation are not going to be getting what they want due to representatives, senators, court, you know, people now that have taken it into their own hands, their beliefs into their own hands and um into a small moderate amount of people that believe in the same thing and it's it's crazy because that's why we have these things in place voting and all of these things for the majority of the people to have the things done in the country that they want to live in done and it's not even happening well and it just it feels very crazy also because this is the first time in history that a constitutional right has been taken away. Yeah. And I don't know. It feels like it feels like no one's recognizing the gravity of that. Right. That now the Supreme Court can just take, take away, away rights. Yeah. That's insane. Crazy. And it, it shouldn't be something that we are the ones who are fighting it. It should be yeah. someone higher. I think I was talking about this uh to Alec. Not um not about this particular problem, but like about, you know, environmentalism and um how i was using like a green sponge <laughs> i had just saw a video um i follow a lot of like crunchy granola moms and they're like you can't use a green sponge because like the little fibers will still get into the water and, and pollute it and blah 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 and i was like oh fuck like i really shouldn't use this green sponge i should really use my na my natural you know haired sponge but then I thought, like, why is this on me when millions of corporations are pumping gases and fucking shit into our water, but my little green sponge, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I still feel like this is like th that situation where it's like, you're telling me something that I, yes, I'm going to do that. I, I, I did have the natural, natural, you know, fibered <laughs> thing. I got it. So I'm half crunchy, but... I'm still going to use my green sponge. And also, it's not just up to me. It's up to these higher, big, you know, entities that should be doing the same thing that everyone wants. Well, not everyone, but majority. Yeah, I totally agree. It just, yeah, it just makes it feel very helpless and very much like, oh, well, even though, yes, gonna do, gonna march and go, I'm going yeah. to vote, obviously, but it, it still feels like it, nothing can get done without the top no right but 
I don't know. What are your thoughts about what this means for for women moving forward? I think that it's like a war on women, to be honest. Like I I sent that to you about how the top killer of pregnant women is homicide. Let me just say that one more time. Homicide is the top killer for pregnant women. You know, not complications, not anything like that. Homicide because men don't want them to be pregnant. And majority of the time it's a male that kills them. And it's like these, you know, uh, domestic disputes that end up killing pregnant women. And I feel like that's a huge issue that we're going to now be seeing murdering you know we're all concerned about murdering babies right but no one cares that it's going to be murdering women and babies <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know i just um so that's really scary um and especially now with no real real gun laws and there's not it doesn't seem like there's going to be a change to that i don't know um hopefully there is but i i I'm not going to hold my breath on it. I would doubt it yep. right now. <laughs> um, guns have more it's, rights than uteruses. Um, yeah, seems like they're doing the opposite right now. Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty scary. Um, especially, like I said, thinking about my daughter or maybe her friends or something like that where a kid gets pregnant at 16 and, you know, maybe the 16-year-old person that they were with doesn't even know or can't their parents can't know that they're having sex like you know what i mean all of these really terrible things that can happen um also just um fuck our health care and you know now we're gonna put even more um pressure on a situation that we have no control of where we are one of the countries that have you know actual good health care well good but that we have the means to save women and yet we don't during labor, during pregnancy, during postpartum. Like we are one of the highest countries to just have mortality that like that. And I don't foresee our healthcare changing anytime soon. Yeah, it seems very like flipped. Yeah. If you wanted to be this, oh, we're gonna save everyone right. type thing, which right. I I mean I don't agree with someone controlling women's bodies in the first place. But if that's gonna be your stance, then why are you not putting better health care in place? Why aren't you helping with education? Like there's all yes. of these things that it's like none of that is being taken into consideration. No, because it's not about that. And no, it's about a that, control. Right. And that's like, that is the most inferior thing. Like the contradiction of this morality. Like that is what drives me crazy. It is so, you know, blatantly clear that people actually don't care about the things that they're t- saying that they're caring about. Well, yeah, I, I read someone said something uh, that was basically like, well, when you're giving an organ, even if someone is dying you still have to give your consent to give that organ. Right. So now we're just saying, oh, no. If someone's dying, we're just... Not even someone. It's not something that can live on its own. No. 
So you're saying, oh, no, the mother mother doesn't matter. No. And that's what's kind of scary, too. We, I have a lot of people in my life that, you know, have the mindset of abortion is murder, that are infertile, and that need assistance, you know, scientific assistance to help them have a baby or whatever. And... I wonder what's going to happen with IVF and all of these studies and the science that goes behind that to help families conceive. Um, I don't know. Like, that is another scary stepping stone of, like, what's going to happen. You know, I I haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale. Like, I watched season one. But I remember when I watched season one when it first came out, because I read the book from Margaret Atwood, I cried mm-hmm. because it felt really real to me. Like, it felt like that could happen. And not saying that that's going to happen, you know. Yeah. But I feel almost like the whole point that Margaret Atwood was trying to make was that this is kind of like that type of slavery. All of those different types of women in you know, those situations were impregnated by their, like, without their consent, um, raised to be domesticated and to, you know, clean or whatever, uh, or cook, and also be sex workers if they were, you know, infertile. How far off is it? Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that mothers that have babies cannot work i'm obviously a working mother um but there's a lot of things that are tied into taking care of a household taking care of a child making sure you know all of these things are in place that you feel i I felt tied to my clean my kitchen doing this do making dinner making sure everyone's you know fed safe blah 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 so i don't feel like that's far off of what's actually happening well no so I mean, what I've been thinking about a lot is, well, what happens regarding birth control? Is that going to be a state-to-state thing where your husband has to sign off on it? I mean, that seems very similar to Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. I mean, that happens with, like, when women, like, get hysterectomies or something like that. Like, they all, or, like, their tubes tied. They always want to, like, oh, are you sure? Or, you know, like, pressure you into this, like belief that it's wrong that you're controlling your own decisions regarding contraception (laughs) like that's crazy yeah it and it i don't know it just feels very much like the government is controlling whether i mean to some extent whether you live or you die like okay i have an iud Mm -hmm. an iud makes you more susceptible to ectopic pregnancies Mm -hmm if you have an ectopic pregnancy it's not viable it's not a viable pregnancy but you do have to get an abortion on it or you will die yeah and i it was somewhere i i think it's going to be probably the case that a lot of states say that obviously ectopic pregnancy is not the kind of abortion that they were referring to but right now there's so much ambiguity that lawyers are being the doctors have to call lawyers and Mm -hmm. it's just so much I don't know. I I don't see how this is helping anything. No, it's not, and it's not going to save lives. No, it's going to do the opposite. Right, and it and and I mean we already have a huge problem with like sex trafficking of children and 
homelessness of children and all of these things. And it breaks my heart that knowing that I I don't believe that that's going to get better. Because like we all, in general, high dense populations tend to bring more crime, you know, more poverty, you know, what have you. So I don't know. Like, Well, well and this, this is going to affect not the wealthy women like the wealthy oh, no. women are going to be able to get an abortion with they yeah. want to like all of the mistresses of politicians are <laughs> oh, gonna yes. be able to get an abortion <laughs> yes. but you know who's not gonna be able to get an abortion those underprivileged people or those right. like people in the like, people that we already areas. criminalize yeah so it's more people are just going to die and more people are going to be trapped in this system of poverty and of whatever situation you're in forever just because if you have or if you become pregnant then you have to have a child and then you have to be stuck right and i had this conversation um with someone and with my friend and she said you know i she's like i know this is like a huge stretch like conspiracy theory she's like but i truly feel like this is upper government you know capitalism trying to keep people working and to generate more workers because we don't have enough in our country and she's like i really feel like this i really feel like there's just like a bunch of rich people (laughs) that are like deciding that there's not enough people to work we want more workers we want more poor workers that will work for less you know uneducated workers you know things like that that will ultimately help their gains so i don't know yeah i mean obviously i don't know if that's correct or not but <laughs> yeah. it does definitely a stretch <laughs> it's, but well it's not even a stretch it's a good thing to think about yeah but it is totally plausible and obviously we don't know the inner workings of washington but right it does seem like that could definitely be a motivation and that's just i don't know it's really sad and really scary and like we're cattle yeah women are cattle yeah it's just it's so disgusting um speaking of contraception women mortality pregnant women mortality um i wanted to talk about just how hard it is to actually go through a pregnancy and not have support systems in place to get you to a healthy state Mm -hmm. like all of the other countries so i ended up with sepsis two weeks after eloise was born so i had to go back to the hospital after eloise was born i had like all the scans done everything and they could not find where my infection started i believe it was mastitis but you know they kept saying oh well your boobs not really red so it can't be mastitis um and for those people that don't know mastitis is just you know basically a clogged duct when you are breastfeeding and it happens very often but i had mastitis like five times (laughs) um yeah so it's probably mastitis i think it's mastitis, but they didn't listen to me and that's like an issue like we have women it's already 
very strange to get an OBGYN and like, you know, find one that you really like. It's very hard mm-hmm. to talk to someone, even if you have a family doctor, maybe that you just, if you're moving and you find a new family doctor and they turn out to be total shit and you want to talk about contraception for you and your daughter or whatever, you know, it's, it can be a really slippery slope and it's actually really intimidating. And they're very judgy. Yes. And in every single other country, you have a midwife, you have all along with an OBGYN. We have such a clinical idea of what goes on. We don't have like any other type of real um, expertise in this country for women and our uteruses and, you know, what happens with endometriosis and how we feel and like all of the other things that happen when we're on our period or when we're pregnant or when we're after, like post-pregnancy. So... You're literally on your own, not to mention not having any like vacation time or federal paid leave like every other country. Um, But you're really just like left to figure it the fuck out, like sink or swim. Who cares? And like you said, rich people are going to be fine. They'll be okay, But everybody else is fucked. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. It's. I feel like if if they wanted or if the Republicans wanted to change something, it would have been much better to change the healthcare system. But obviously, right. that's not in their agenda. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's very sad to know. And I know so many women that struggle with not just like pregnancy or postpartum or whatever, but just with like periods or you know what that entails with our life where it's kind of just like oh not talked about taboo to talk about almost well it's very strange because it's obviously it's something that half of the population has to deal with you know <laughs> right and yeah it is ta- like you're not supposed to talk about it you're not supposed to complain you're not supposed to complain if you have cramps or if you like have any kind of ailment and then pregnancy oh you're just supposed to act like it's fine when and then bounce back bitch you better bounce back like like, hearing that you had sepsis that's yeah insane and then hearing how terrible pregnancy is for a lot of people yeah um i don't know if you know this people out there (laughs) but in a lot of women it rips from your vagina to your Mm -hmm. anus i have a little tear Oh my gosh. I've never given birth, but I have done a lot of research and I like to tell Taylor everything that could possibly happen to me. Yeah. Because it's like... It's scary shit. It's scary shit and it's like... it Just people act like you're not supposed to say anything or you're not And you're not to. walking around with a fucking diaper on. That's why I cannot believe the mothers that go back to work after six weeks. And I know that most of them need to no one really wants to i Mm -hmm. mean like jesus christ i because i had sepsis and then i had the infection affected my joints after i got home so i literally could not move my arms for three days i couldn't move my arms my neck or like my shoulders so my joints just were in agonizing pain and i'm breastfeeding um like barely Alec is like holding Eloise to my boob at this point like because I'm just crying like tears rolling down my face trying to hold my baby to feed her um oh another issue (laughs) but we'll get to that um 
so, you know, I couldn't imagine going back at six weeks. I could not imagine. And I was fortunate enough to take the year off um, because it just didn't make sense to me to go like right after in like September and have a sub, but whatever. Um, so I took the year off and I can't imagine going back earlier than what I did. I really can't. Oh, we had a little interruption. Sorry. From my lovely fiance. Yeah. But. Can't believe a man was in our midst. <laughs> as we're talking about abortions. <gasps> a and fucking our rights. penis. <laughs> Do you remember when in middle school when you were like dared to like say penis in class louder and louder? Mm-hmm. Penis. 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 Yeah. I it's... would never bluff. I'd fucking you'd, scream it. You'd say it. I'd be like, penis! Oh my god. Yeah. You rebel. Oh, that was loud. Yeah, sorry for all you headphone users. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, sometimes. So I am attracted to men and women. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I really um, am just kind of sad that I ended up with a white man. <laughs> of all. He's complaining about fucking golf. <laughs> oh, yeah, he came in there. He was like, oh, it's so shitty. This golf. And we're like, our rights are gone. Our rights. I'm going back after having a child from just six weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but um, talking about, you know, this beautiful, beautiful organ of ours that we have rights <laughs> over anymore. This beautiful, beautiful organ. <laughs> this uterus. Um, what's your least favorite part of your uterus? <laughs> um, so, okay. I, as I've said before, I have an IUD. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this damn IUD does, but sometimes <laughs> it just like randomly it will send shooting pain throughout my entire body and like it's like it feels like a knife is being stabbed into my um vagina jesus fuck yeah but it's just every once in a while and then it will go away oh you know it's just a couple every once in a while (laughs) and then i have to like sit down like like feel like i'm giving birth oh my god but then it's gone that's crazy yeah that's probably i what's yours i tried getting the iud i tried it I went in oh. on my period. You know, I came in there like, ah, you're just too bloody. What the fuck? And then they couldn't get in. And it was the most painful thing ever. And this is post-baby. So most painful thing that happened to my vagina was getting a fucking IUD. Not to scare anyone. If you want an IUD, you know, just try it. Maybe your vagina's more receptive. Yeah, and I. try it now before the men have to Try it before, um, yeah, before you can't. Uh, but yeah, more power to you because I don't understand how I would have survived that. <laughs> I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> my, like the insertion of the IUD. Ooh, um, oh, I know. Yeah, I'm getting really scandalous on this podcast. <laughs> um, was not super painful, but the after, yeah. it was like two weeks after that, I don't know, every once in a while, like a sharp pains. Jesus. I guess it was just the IUD getting settled, but... Settle in there, baby. Don't yeah, give me on. any babies. I know. Um, yeah, I think that maybe, I don't know. I feel like I have a fucked up uterus. But I think that that would probably be the worst thing for me um, regarding my my little uterus is cramps. Mm-hmm. I have, it's just like so sensitive. I am so sensitive to like my cramping is out of control. Like, 
I feel like my period cramps were worse than contractions. Contractions were not that bad. I would have to say I hated pregnancy. Felt like a fucking whale. It was also very painful. I would get like shooting pains all the time. And usually they don't happen until like the third trimester. And I would have them happen like the second trimester and third trimester. And then um, postpartum was obviously not a dream. Yeah, since you had sepsis. <laughs> sepsis. Unless your dreams are nightmares. <laughs> and mastitis five oh times. God. I had an abscess in my boob too. They had to drain it. <sighs> A lot of times with a big needle. Um, and then I also, um, but giving birth, super easy. Definitely 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> because you will 10 have out to. 10 You yeah, will need to now. It's the only way. Yeah, now you have no other choice. Yeah, the government is making you. So <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10. That's my Google review. <laughs> uh, yeah, but definitely the uterus um, does not help me during... Uh, my periods for cramps and if anyone has any good like tips because I was on birth control when I was like 16 to 17 but I have not been on birth control ever since the only way I did not get pregnant was literally using condoms which I'm glad I'm not like married to a fuck boy who's like I gotta go raw dude um <laughs> because that I would have been pregnant much earlier um but yeah I have not been on any contraceptive since I was 17. Um, just because I went fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs every single time I would have my period. My emotions were insane. Well, so yeah, I used to be on birth control. And oh my God, I was a terrain wreck. Yes. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I am a very emotional person. Um, so well, you live in your own movie. I live in my own movie, and you know I'm an actress, so that's what you get. <laughs> you are an actress, um, but she is an actress. Look out for her next play. It is going to be. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, <laughs> check out your local community theater. <laughs> Hitting a stage near you in Megan Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was insane. I would just. I was like, I would get so upset over the littlest things. Little things. The littlest things. And thankfully, this IUD, it is a hormonal IUD, but it yeah. is better. But, That's good. I mean, I guess you could try the copper IUD, but I don't know if you're That was like one bloody. of the things. <laughs> too bloody, man. They're too like, bloody. well, you can come back next month. I was like, are you really, are you serious? <laughs> I am like limping out of here. You jammed this multiple times and it didn't work. It was like I had two fucking women hands in my vagina. Um, literally terrible. Terrible experience. Um, zero out of ten on Google review. Zero out of ten. I'm glad we're writing all these Google reviews yeah, in. Just let you know. Um, but I do love my OB, so I don't think it had anything to do with her. I think, yeah, something's wrong with my uterus. Um, but I took the pill and Alec at the time... Oh, so maybe I was 18. Yeah, I think I had just turned 18 that I was still on birth control. So 16 to 18. And Alec had lived with his brother. And, you know, his brother was like five years older than he. So he would always have like people over and like they'd get drunk and shit like that. And I was insane. Out of control. Out of control. I don't know how Alec and I stayed together. But I would fight. I would like drive by his house, like their house. I was fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff. Like, I don't even know. Like literally if a girl was over who i actually knew and i get my hair done by her so you know i'd be like oh my god there's a fucking vagina in there you cannot be in there you need to go close your eyes 
close go close your eyes and ears don't talk (laughs) i was nuts so so i needed to get off that yeah i feel like i don't know when you're uh young it's also you're just kind of crazy (laughs) but then also once you add in uh birth control it just really ups up the hormones yeah because i did oh I don't remember off the top of my head, but I was definitely very jealous and very just... Possessive. Yeah, I was just all over the place. That's, that's so crazy. And it... Well, I guess we we have archived the introduction. I have been with Alex since I was 16. And I just can't... Like I said, I cannot believe <laughs> some of the shit <laughs> that we have been through. It's just crazy. And I blame it all on birth control. Yes, the government. <laughs> all of my crazy comes all, from the government. It is all the government's fault. It's none of it, isn't They me. have put me with the left agenda in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's because just the liberals. So, yeah. They've just gotten inside my mind and yeah. I'm just, you know. And now it's, it, I'm just a cuckoo train. I'm just hopeless. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well... Guys, it's been great. Thank yeah. you for getting into some deep shit with us. I am sorry that our first episode was on such a heavy topic, but you know, that's life. So That is life. And it's where we are right now. We had made this episode. We already knew we wanted to talk about abortions, contraception, you know, women uterus rights in our plan. Uteri. Uteri. Um, in our plan. But we felt like it was important to move it up because of what is fucking happening right now um so please please give us a follow and if you have any questions or even comments about the episode um let us know if you would like me to link the cdc information about maternal health care or any other uh things that we talked about today let me know um i think i'm gonna link a fund for wisconsin's um abortion fund uh just to help you know people with traveling abortions or whatever um and i'll link that on our um on our instagram as well yeah please everyone uh sign up for voting yeah voting is in the fall so get ready for that get excited let's let's turn wisconsin blue once again yeah and just let's vote for a candidate you care about for real yeah. Look at what they stand for and vote for them. If they align with what you want, then go for it, gals. As long as what you want <laughs> aligns with what I want. <laughs> Only if it's what I <laughs> want. <laughs> um, yeah. So please follow us at overeasy, O-V-A-R-I-E-A-S-Y um, on Instagram. And we're going to be a lot more interactive on there we've been a little dead just because i was trying to edit this shitty ass audio of our first podcast (laughs) yeah i'm looking at the um levels right now and i think this one is okay prime time so prime time you probably will be hearing this one yay um so thank you so much for listening um tell your friends tell everyone about us and give us a follow yeah bye bye